0: Everybody.
1: Welcome back. We are at episode 12. Yes, episode 12. We, well, okay, full disclosure this episode is all going to center around Taylor Swift. We're going to discuss her latest single and then her career in general. But we got really excited for a moment before we pressed record here because we thought we were on episode 13, which is, of course, Taylor Swift's looking number. And it just looked like all the stars were aligned. And then we were like, oh, it's actually only 12. But episode 12, it's, you know, it's as ringy as 13, I guess.
0: Yeah, guys, like we flopped for a second. We did think that it was kismet and we we're like, oh my God, this was meant to be without us even realising. And we did have like a little screech when we thought it was 13, won't lie to you. But look, lucky number 12 it has a ring to it, kind of. Yeah,
1: it's an even number. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. let's Perfect. jump into it. Talk so- to us about her latest single.
1: Okay, so Taylor released her second single last week. It's called I Need... No, oh my God, I'm actually messing it up already, ew. (laughs) (laughs) So Taylor released her second single of her upcoming album, Lover, which is due out in August. It's called You Need to Calm Down on um, last Friday, I think it was, I think it was Friday. It could have been Thursday, actually. And it came out with this kind of like, the video then came out on Monday, but it's like been everywhere now because it's very, the song itself is like kind of divisive amongst listeners. And then the video was kind of divisive. And Taylor Swift in general is just, I think, it's, I think, regardless of what she does, it's going to be hard for her to please everyone because she's so popular and kind of ubiquitous that it's like she's going to piss someone off. So that's where we kind of stand currently.
0: Yeah. And so a lot of people at the moment are not, you No, know, it kind of actually annoys me before I get into it. And it kind of annoys, because like, say, for instance, when Al and I delve in a bit further, we're going to be discussing kind of like opinions on like Taylor throughout the years, et cetera. But when it comes to this she's doing a wonderful thing she's being super progressive and she's being super inclusive because for anyone who hasn't seen the video you can get it a lot from the lyrics still but even if you haven't seen the video it's centering around all of these amazing lgbtq plus icons who are in the video like she has a lot of drag queens she has the guys from queer eye she has um other artists who identify as bi or as gay like it's wonderful to see how inclusive video she has because they're people of so many different nationalities it's really lovely and then she has this moment in the video where you can see all of these protesters who are from like what we could assume would be kind of like bible belt america and she's like really just kind of being like you're the bad guys like everyone's just living their life like I just calm down and some people are kind of kicking off about the video and her includes and like her her and her including herself in like the moment like pride month and i'm kind of like seriously you're gonna come for someone who's trying to be inclusive and be progressive and show that they're an ally
1: yeah we can definitely devil's that i have some strong opinions on that but i mean i guess we can't really expect anything better from the internet age everyone has an opinion and usually those opinions are wrong so you know (laughs) unless they're ours yes unless they're ours unless you have a podcast then your opinion is irrelevant like to me like i'm like do you have a podcast no then shut up i mean she's like you know that's why i'm like like, no so yeah just no <laughs> so Laura I want to hear your thoughts on the song though the song as just a song
0: okay so as a song I remember I heard snippets from the chorus and I was kind of thinking I was like oh, this seems a little bit like bit bland I was kind of like it's grand like it's got a beat but I don't know like what to think of it and then when I realized that I hadn't listened to it as a whole I was listening to it and I have to say I think that we actually have the summer bop of 2019 in our hands to be perfectly honest
1: Oh wow, that's a big claim
0: I know, like, cause, well in fairness I haven't heard anything else that's hooked me in like it I really, really enjoy the lyrics I think the lyrics are brilliant This is one that I loved where it's like You need to calm down, um, step off his gown Or something like that It was iconic, I loved it And I was like, okay fab, I'm loving the lyrics Because the one thing I have to give to Taylor Now I'm not a massive fan of her voice in general I don't think she's a particularly strong vocalist But look, we can discuss in a moment Her, She is a phenomenal songwriter she knows lyrics. She's been doing this since she was a tiny tot. She has, you can see the evolution in her music, but she knows how to write lyrics. And the lyrics in this song, I think are top notch.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some, like there's lots of layers. I always find with Taylor's stuff, the like lyrically speaking, there are usually like sub meanings and like kind of other things that you can take from it. And this song definitely has a couple of them in it. And I think, It's been a while, maybe, since we've had something like that with with this kind of, like, ulterior motive to it and, like, kind of subtext. But very happy that it's back in it. Um, So stuff, like, she says the word glad, but it's actually spelled G-L-A-A-D, which is, of course, this sort of, like, LGBT rights group in America. Like, there are all these kind of little hints and, like, the video has all these visual hints, but even just in the lyrics to, like, drop these little tidbits in, I think it's, like... For me, it's it nods back to that whatever style Taylor takes on, she can still make something very Taylor. You, you mentioned the line about gowns, but she initially starts off, she says, like, don't step on my gown. And then it's don't step on his gown. And the last time she says it, she says, don't step on our gowns. And like, so she, even in within the lyrics and within the song itself, there's like a progression. And I'm just, I'm very here for it. I'm not going to lie. It's not my favorite, like, it's not going to be my favorite Taylor Swift song. Do I think it's good? Sure. I don't think it's great, but I will say, now that you said about the song in the summer, I'm kind of thinking, actually, you know, it is Pride Month. June is Pride Month. So you could really be, like, right. I think just off the top of my head, I was on YouTube last night and she's still number one on the most, on, like, you know, the trending, you know, the trending page on YouTube. Yes. So that's really good. That's a good indication that people are starting to vibe with it. I feel like a lot of times with Taylor, and it's just something that I've noticed with artists that I also stand. I feel like people have a very quick reaction. And it's like once you kind of, once that mellows, I feel like then you start to get everyone's real opinion on her. And like people like initially, oh, oh, that song was crap. It's Taylor Swift or without even really listening to it. And then eventually just because she is so big, you hear that song more, you're forced to kind of, you know, engage with it more. And then I think you get a more accurate representation of people's actual reaction
0: yes and I think so one thing that I always find funny that between you and I we never I feel like it's we're it's only the 10% of times that you and I fully agree on the songs I find it particularly funny that this is my favorite song of hers that I've heard in years and then you're like it's grand it's not my favorite but so that's just one thing that I always find funny with us I do think actually this is a kind of off the off the track what we're saying there but it's just in my head when I was listening to it, so say for instance, I think that this song is much better than me. Me for me was it. it, it wasn't great. Like it was like catchy, of course, because like she knows how to write catchy songs, but it just was a bit bland. <laughs> and then obviously with like Brendan Urie in it, and I love Brendan Urie. I think his vocals would have suited this song much better. However, I'm really glad that she kept it to herself and that it's just her song. But particularly because had she brought in Brendan, it could have been a thing as well, because he had a song around five years ago that was seen as like. This brilliant bi classic, even though he doesn't identify as bi, it just like was brought in for like all these things to do with sexuality. So it could have been a good partnership, but yeah, that's in my head for some reason. What are your views?
1: What are my views on?
0: Had Brendan collabed on this instead of me because I feel me was a flop.
1: I don't like me. I uh, well, oof, that was that was way too close to home. But I don't like the song me, um, because it's. It's everything I don't want from Taylor. It's kind of juvenile. It's kind of... There's, like, a bratty element to it that I don't enjoy. Um, so, no, I don't vibe with that song very much. I haven't listened to it in, mo- like, at least a month. And, like, it's not... That would be unlike me to not listen to a Taylor Swift lead single. You know, like, that's a, that's a weird scenario to put myself in. But, frankly, I'm very happy that this is her own song as well. I, like... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of collabs because I always feel like they're underwhelming. I feel like it's very strange and like I think it's a rare occurrence that something happens and it's like, oh, that's a really good collab. I feel like even I always look back to like something like Shakira and Rihanna, like that, like on paper should be a good collab, but like the reality of it doesn't really match those expectations. Beyond and Shakira, that should be a good collab, but then again, is that song really that good? Not really. I, I collaborations for me are always kind of dicey, but. Whether or not he would have sounded better on this, I'm I'm very much happy that it's actually just Taylor Swift. You need to calm down and not Taylor, like also we don't need a, a really long title. Imagine the length of the title <laughs> would be ridiculous. It'd be like Taylor Swift, you need to calm down, featuring Brendan Urie of Panic at Like. It would be way too much. Like it would should be like like thirty words, and I'm like no. So I'm very happy that's just her. I think we need to get back to a time when female artists can lead an album campaign and can release songs without having the support of usually a male counterpart. You know, I feel like we've fallen into this trap maybe a little bit where for a female pop artist anyway, to be deemed successful over the last couple of years, you've had to have a rapper or someone else attached to a song or, you know, you kind of, you know, that type of vibe. And I'm happy to see people again, like someone like Taylor Swift is like one of the most powerful musicians in the world. She has just by the power of her name alone, a lot of clout. And I'm, Glad that she just chose to keep this to herself. And she's just standing out there. Proudly. Not to. You know. Use a pun. But you know. Outwardly out there. And showing herself off. And it's just her. And she's not hiding behind anyone else.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with that. I think. Especially for this song as well. She could have obviously gone for like a massive. Icon in the. In the LGBT plus world. Like she could have done like what Miley Cyrus did. And did a collab with like RuPaul. Or something like that. Because RuPaul is so topical. Or could have brought in even Toddra Call or someone like this who again, like is kind of on the up and coming in the music sphere. But I think it's really great the fact that for the song itself that she kept it to herself. But I love the fact that she brought in so many people for the video. Because I didn't find it tacky or anything. I thought it was just really sweet and endearing. There's like these really cute little stills in it. Like there's Tyler from he's in Modern Family he was like kissing his husband as if they had just gotten married that was really sweet there was like this great kind of runway moment between Taylor and then her um, and then Todrick Hall which was great and then of course there was like the Queer Eye guys were in it and then Tan had this cute moment where he was like walking along with a tea kettle and then he was like a little teapot and he like drank the tea mid-air it was really cute so I I didn't find it kitschy and I didn't find anything tacky i thought that it was really well done i think she's a very good director i have to give her that for both me and for this like she's a very good director when it comes to her own music videos she knows what she wants and i think she delivers
1: yeah she definitely knows what she wants and she definitely i think when she wants it she, like nothing else will do like she if she wants it it's it'll happen and i i really admire that that she has such control like creative control over her career and her music videos and her songs and uh, she's one of the few artists i feel that like she releases what she wants to release and she releases it how she wants to release it and when and where and with whatever medium she chooses to do it with. And there are very few artists, male or female, who can do that nowadays. I really like the video too. I think it's interesting that you said you don't find it tacky because I think a lot of the times, even for me as a fan of Taylor Swift, I don't know if I'd use the word tacky, but I, I know the word that you're like, I know what, like the word, like I know what you're trying to say kind of thing. Like I feel like for me, sometimes it can come across as sort of, kind of childish and everything's like too, like the colors are too saturated and it's too kind of CGI heavy and it's kind of basic and maybe a little bit, uh, you know, kind of like lacking in imagination. But then when it does, it, it's kind of, I don't know, tacky probably is a good word for it. And I don't find it tacky either. I find it very much a sincere and kind of very progressive message and visually everything is well shot. Everything is well edited. There are some great good colors. There's some great shots. Everyone's cameo is really good. Because like, look, we had a cameo thing before with Taylor with Bad Blood and I hate that music video. Uh. I fucking hate it. I hate everything about that music video is exactly what I don't want Taylor Swift to be doing. It's so kind of like, look at my cool friends. This doesn't come across like that at all. It doesn't come across like, she's just like, I'm so popular and I have lots of friends that happen to be gay. No, it's not like that. It's more, she like, she's providing a platform and a, like sort of stage for inclusivity and also just representation and like I'm here for that
0: yeah exactly because look we'll get onto Bad Blood in a minute that is that was a massive turning point for me for my dislike of Taylor Swift and so we'll get onto that shortly but I could not agree with that assessment more like this is all about representation and she is just giving she's not even giving people a platform because like they already have that platform but she's bringing them onto her platform, which we Mm. could argue is elevated because she's like a straight white woman in America with a massive following who has been famous for more than 10 years now. And she's like elevating these people who haven't been on the platform as long. And I absolutely love that for her. And it's everything that she should be aiming for considering how, oh, just bad, sorry, bad blood. Sorry, bad blood gives me a bad taste in my mouth. Yes, (laughs) I did that. Yes, I did that. And I mean it oh so sorry you've just you've completely spiraled me now by i'm sorry bad
1: blood, blood. is your trigger word okay, but trigger we word. still haven't talked about probably the most clickbait worthy moment of the music video which is of course at the end a sad Katy berry Ka- <laughs> berry uh, katie a sad Katy perry hamburger looks lovingly over <laughs> at taylor swift's french fries and they embrace and it's i like look I thought it was really cute. And I think it was a really nice moment. And knowing Katie, I'm, I'm like, knowing Katie as well as I do, you know, and also knowing Taylor as well as I do, it like that's them. As two people, that's a very them move, not in a contrived or sort of forced way. That would be a very Katie slash Taylor thing to do if they were like, do you know what I mean? Like it suits their personalities. So to me, I loved it. I think we're done with that beef. That beef is done. It's dusted. It's cooked. Let's leave that alone now.
0: I, li- I, I practically screamed when I watched the video when I saw the sad hamburger that was Katy Perry. I thought that was for me that was probably actually the highlight of the whole video. It was just so funny and it was so out of left field, but I thought it was a really sweet way because kind of actually this is nearly linking back to Bad Blood again. So everyone can pretty much confidently say the Bad Blood was aimed at Katy Perry. Everyone kind of at the time jumped to that conclusion and I think it was fair reasoning why. So the fact that she included Katy then in this massive video again where she has all of these cameos and it's all about kind of embracing each other, like literally and figuratively, and just being one with each other and just being accepting, I think it was a really nice way to bring Katy in. And I like the fact that, say, for instance, I was listening to an interview earlier this week where Taylor was saying how herself and Katie actually that they hashed things well, not hashed things out, but that they got over things on her last tour because when she was on tour, apparently Katie uh, sent her a literal olive branch to whichever show it was that she was playing at. And um, Taylor was like, you know what, that's clever. And yeah, I am more than happy for us to get over this stupid tiff that we've been, you know, riding out the past couple of years. So that happened so, so long ago. That I like the fact that she's only kind of introducing to the world now that you know what actually we're fine and we didn't make a big deal out of this we could have done this big publicity stunt but no we're just being part of the message of being you know friends inclusive and as a whole just you know normal people and I loved that
1: yeah I agree so then I think that's a really good place for us to now kind of maybe start a more general kind of dissection of hair swift so with the video there has been a huge online pushback against, Not, it's not necessarily against its message. I know that very much like there would be people against this LGBT message, but it's not even that that worries me because you have people, you have like stupid backwards people everywhere. But instead it's a pushback against Taylor because this sort of, it seems like she's maybe or it can seem should i say that she's maybe taking advantage of the lgbt community and that this is just a cash-in and that it's all very kind of like structured and overly thought through and it's nothing seems natural about it and i just want to hear your opinions laura as someone maybe who isn't as invested in this like fandom or whatever what your thoughts about that are
0: I think it is such a nonsensical argument for people to be... Because, like, obviously, there's many things over the years that people could have come for Taylor over. But this is just not one of them. Let this lie. Like, honestly, I get no sense of capitalization on this video or on the message or anything. I think that this is very this is very much the message that Taylor has been trying to promote the past few years. Not necessarily has she done it well each time, but she's always been about, like, oh, yeah, like, boost like booster bolster up like all your like friends and make sure that like everyone gets this sense of like power or that they're that they're supported or that we're here for them like she's always tried this i feel that she has like fallen short and on like some some of her songs hashtag bad blood but (laughs) i say like for this like she's always been about like you know what like i'm here to To like help and I'm and she's very caring and she's very giving like the fact that she has one of the most unique relationships with her fan base is testament to that to be perfectly honest she's always been very very conscientious and I think that this video is just highlighting the fact that she's kind of just trying to be very conscientious to you know a community that suffers so much like they go through so many awful things And she's just bringing these people further into the limelight as they deserve and including them in a video that's going to get millions of views. So why not put these people into the video and then people can kind of be like, oh, actually, I don't know who that person is. Let me Google that person. And it's to their benefit as well as her own. Like, it's not I don't I don't find it selfish. I think it's a symbiotic thing here. And the fact that people think that she's in any way taking advantage of who these people are or taking advantage of Pride Month, I think they really need to get a grip.
1: Yeah, I kind of fall in a similar line. I think with Taylor, uh, she has a song on 1989 called Welcome to New York, which kind of features um, LGBT lyrics as well. So this isn't something new, even musically, for her to kind of include a progressive message in her music. It's, it's not a new thing. So we've been new. I also think with that type of song, Welcome to New York, that to me was, she She lives in New York now for pretty much for the most of the year. And that to me was sim, symbolized. Oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? A symbol, symbolic. Symbolic. Yes, symbolic of her kind of leaving that kind of her rural kind of red state American roots behind a little bit and embracing this sort of progressive, cosmopolitan, big New York City fuck off feel. Like, and I feel like people often think of Taylor in a sort of, old country star way turned pop star but she is a fully fledged pop star now and and with that comes this exposure to all these different types of people that maybe you don't necessarily get if you were just living in this kind of country music sphere and I think sometimes like the thought like okay the idea that that Taylor isn't you know pro-LGBT is bizarre to me so her including them in the video seems like actually well, like we said earlier, like that's something that she wanted to include in the video that she didn't have to. She's dropping the song in Pride Month, and I feel like everything just lines up really well. My issue with it is, is that I feel like more than anyone else in the music industry, Taylor just gets a really hard time. And I'm not trying to not there is absolutely no we shouldn't be like sympathetic to the woman. Like the woman makes a lot more money than all of us do, and she's way more famous, and I hope she's happy and she has great people in her life, and she's very lucky. But there are times where I just feel like she literally cannot do anything right for for certain people. I feel like there's a large swash of people on the internet who just, anything she does is just like, eh, like, you know, people who love Kim Kardashian and that whole Kim and Kanye beef. I feel like they don't even listen to the song or look at what's happening or whatever before they just jump to this conclusion and post snake emojis. But I feel like she's always within a rock and a hard place. So, for the longest time, people have always wanted Taylor to get political because she was fairly quiet during the whole 2016 election. And why while I don't necessarily agree with that kind of silence, I understand the logic behind it for her as a businesswoman, as a musician, but also as just a private citizen. And also, you sometimes you don't have to make everything political, like you know, and maybe she thought that she shouldn't voice her, you know, like like frankly, we all thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. So maybe she was just like, you know what? I don't need to take a side here because you know, she's gonna win, I'm gonna vote for her. I don't need to like alienate large numbers of my fan base by coming out as this openly democratic slash progressive woman. So I might hold that back. So I can understand all those reasons, but now we have the opposite that where she's being very I think it's obviously it's not subtle, but it's also I think it's very well produced as a song, as a video, everything. It's not cheap, doesn't feel like a cash in to me. And yet we're still ha- like, that's not good enough either. Now we're doing, we're, she's only doing that for money and for publicity and for all those other aspects. And I'm kind of like, what do you want this woman to do? When she's quiet, she's not using her platform. And then when she's using her platform to promote people who deserve the representation and like you said, she's kind of sharing her stage with them, she's then doing it and it's only to serve herself. And it's like, I don't know what, like what what's the play then? Again, it's Pride Month. I feel like if she releases the song and has no mention of Pride Month, you'd still, you'd have people giving out that there was no mention of Pride. It's, like, Taylor Swift, homophobe, dropping a song during Pride Month and having no references to Pride. Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like there's no, how does she, like, what, I feel like some people just, whatever Taylor does is just not going to be good enough. And I feel like those people are trash.
0: I have to say, I think you're making so many good points in this, that Now, like, I've even been part of the train sometimes where I feel that she does something and I instantly kind of jumped the negative when it comes to her. Because, look, we'll get into it shortly. But for me, the whole bad reputation era was a flop. And we'll talk about that shortly. But, like, for me, just I was not here for it. And so, obviously, kind of when that stuff kind of came about or when she was on that tour, I kind of, like, wrote her off. Because I just, I wasn't impressed by her. And I didn't like the persona that she was portraying. And I didn't like how she was marketing herself. So... I have definitely been on that little journey between like my liking and disliking of Taylor, where I would write her off for things. But it's so I just think that you're so right that it there's this massive culture around her that no other pop star faces where everything she does gets questioned. Because say for instance, I was thinking a minute ago when you were saying how very few other musicians slash pop stars, regardless as to gender, would have maybe like the the authority she would like over her image in terms of say for instance like directing music videos and delivering what she wants the first person i could think of was like ariana grande because anything ariana wants she can deliver because she even puts that in like seven rings that she's like i want it i got it i like it i bought it like all these lyrics and she's like saying like uh oh, like if i'm on the music shoot if i wanted like money isn't a problem and yet very few people ever question ariana's decisions or ariana's authority but they do with taylor and i'm kind of wondering why is it that people put taylor on this pedestal that no one else is on
1: yeah it's a very good question i think i i wish i knew the answer i always think it's for some for uh, without like you know we don't know these things but for me the fact that she's a woman has plenty to do with it i think ariana like ha- has publicly gone through a lot of traumatic things and I feel like that can endear a lot of people who would otherwise maybe be not so endeared to her and it kind of, that whole thing was a little bit of a perfect storm as for, not for Ariana obviously she would rather have not had to go through that but for a kind of public reaction thing it kind of allowed her to maybe, because Ariana wasn't that popular before Kind of she started hitting the fan, she was like maybe top 10 type of artist and um, she had the whole like donut licking thing that was like very controversial for Americans because whatever and she had to go through this public tragedy and then come out the other side. And then she had all the, like, literally this kind of unanimous public backing. Taylor has not gone through that. And I think Taylor is guilty of maybe creating dramas herself, but also kind of equating her own drama with something maybe of a bigger scale. So something like the Kim and Kanye beef is very, very what's the word I would use I think it's very Hollywood in that it's very like I can't relate to that as much as I can someone being sad of like you know like or like a breakup or something like that type of beef that I feel like she literally built a whole album on is a very hard beef to for me anyway personally to align myself with and for me to kind of like take you know what I mean like I think that's a much harder thing for me to Like that's a very exclusive, rich white woman in Hollywood fighting with this other couple in Hollywood beef that's very hard for me to sympathize with and for me to maybe take any really deep meaning from because it's something that I have not experienced. Whereas with Ariana, we've all gone through loss and we've all gone through bad times. So it's very easy, I think, for people to just get on board with someone like Ariana Grande. I also think Taylor is very, very outspoken in the sense that when she talks, she kind of commands you to listen. Ariana doesn't necessarily do that. She tweets a lot. She talks a lot. She's very opinionated. But she kind of also can stick to her sphere a lot of the time. Whereas Taylor is so everywhere. She hits so many boxes and appeals to so many demographics. And when she does anything or says anything, it goes everywhere. It's on right-wing news media. It's on left-wing news media. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's literally everywhere. Whereas something like Ariana is a much more left liberal kind of flavor of the month, I would say. Even for me, you know, do I think... Ariana is going to continue to be, like, the pop star for the next 10 years. Yes, probably. But she's not going to be, like, well, let's wait and see. But I don't know if, like, the huge level of success we've seen her have over the Sweetener slash Thank You Next era is, frankly, the stuff of dreams. And we should wait to see how we can compare that to the rest of her career. But I think she's much more palatable for the mainstream media. For whatever reason, I think. But, yeah, just to come back to the point, I just think Taylor... It's just always put in this rock hard place situation where say something she gets dragged for, it, and then she doesn't say something she's dragged for the silence. And it's like, well, then what is that happy medium? Because there is no happy medium. You either say it or you don't. And here she is saying it, and she's like, you know, she's sticking her flag in the ground and being like, yeah, I'm all for this liberal, pro LGBT pride, everything, all that kind of scene. And yet we're still. And pe- these are people, these are, like, I'm on a, a site called Pop Justice, which is basically for any other pop-obsessed fans, you should all join. It's very good. And, look, the majority of members on that forum are kind of middle-aged, white, gay men from England. And these are the people who are criticising Taylor. This, it's not being criticised. She's not being criticised by, like, say, these kind of, like, the Westboro Baptist Church, which I'm sure she is, obviously. But, she, like, this isn't what I'm seeing. We're actually seeing criticisms from people from a group that she is, in from my like point of view actively try to enable and to help express themselves on a bigger stage than maybe they would have been afforded prior to that and it's being turned into a negative and i just find it so bizarre
0: yeah i think and i think what you're saying before in terms of say for instance like when taylor says something versus someone else taylor only kind of adds her two cents in in a very particular way, like, for instance, one thing that I, I do quite like about her is that, like, if she feels strongly about something, she tends to put up a blog post about it. So that, say, for instance, there's going to be no misconceptions over it. The words are going to be on the screen. They're going to be her own words that she's written herself. I really like that about her. And she is very, like, again, conscientious about when it is that she weighs in on things. Sometimes it is to her detriment because she can be silent and she can just kind of not involve herself for self-preservation purposes. But... She is unlike other pop stars because she is very much at the top of the ladder. Very few people can rival her as far as her success goes, as far as her reputation goes, all of these things. So to be honest, I'm not even surprised to hear about the, the people that are coming for her. The Like for instance, like the men in particular, like on pop justice who are dragging her because you, one would feel that of course it should be the polar opposite and people on the other end of the sphere who are coming through. But as I said, they realistically are. But no, it's it's just frustrating that with Taylor, no one seems to be happy. Because she's out here doing a good thing. But people, in fairness, I don't even think it's Taylor. I feel had someone else done this video as well, who was, again, like, kind of in the big leagues. where the Where the video would be garnering at least a couple million views. The same people on pop pop justice would be giving out, particularly if the person is straight, because a lot of people I've noticed get a lot of stick who are straight for kind of advocating for the LGBT plus community. But that it does make sense when you realize that, like, say, for instance, it's a person who doesn't necessarily align with their views in their community because sometimes being an ally just isn't enough because it's not fair for allies to be gaining so much that people in the LGBT community don't get if you get me so I can see probably why they're coming for her do I think it's justifiable no but at the same time I'm looking at this through the lens of a straight white woman as well Mm -hmm. so obviously my views are going to be tainted and my views aren't going to be necessarily fair so I can understand why people of the LGBT community might be coming for her but I just find it so unfortunate considering that she is advocating for this group
1: Yeah, and I feel like I can also understand like you know she is obviously like if this turns out to be a hit that is a benefit for Taylor, but I'm also kind of like are are then we gonna you know attack like these large corporations who have like low key like you're all going to the Pride Parade that's um that's making money too for whoever's organizing that that's not that's making money do you know what I mean or like stuff like fake brands on the high street selling pride merchandise and stuff that's all like you know like we live in a capitalist society and pretty much everything across the board is manufactured in order to make money and i feel like to single out you know one of the few like you know females at the top of her game for also being involved in that world but yet turning a blind eye to everyone else involved in that like money-making racket is just so like you know i just feel like so it's judgmental but it's also like just like okay be consistent then if that's and if you're consistent with it then I'm okay with you criticizing her because I can understand it then but if it's just a Taylor thing I'm like you just clearly have some type of like stick with her but anyway I feel like we've talked about this enough so now you know we've rambled about Taylor for a while but we we are not done we're never done we're never done so we're now going to discuss our top three favorite Taylor Swift song of all time across any album anything soundtrack whatever whatever it comes from we're going to talk about them just briefly just to like we'll see kind of I think it'll like maybe enlighten you guys and also each of me and you Laura also us like what type, what we're looking for from Taylor and I feel like going forward that's always a fun thing to understand so Laura hit me with your top three I'm excited to hear yours actually by the way also like we actually haven't we haven't talked about them so I'm like ah, tell me
0: yes I was gonna actually do this as a little preamble guys so you know Alex has been super excited to hear what my top three are and when we were discussing this earlier on, when we were discussing what it is that we wanted to discuss on this week's episode, I nearly let it slip. But I was like, no, Alex, I can't say it to you before the episode because we want authentic reactions. And obviously Alex's are going to be bigger than mine because he is the Taylor head here. But here we go. Alex, top three. However, okay. we'll also say that I don't have like a one, two, three. I just have a, a group. A of trio,
1: boys. a trinity, as I would call them.
0: The holy trinity. The
1: holy trinity of Taylor Swift's career, in your opinion-
0: in my opinion. Okay, mm-hmm. so the first Taylor song that I really ever loved that I was obsessed with was drumroll Roll Please. Safe and sound on the Hunger Games sound. Oh, sh-
1: oh shit. Look at you come with a deep cut.
0: Yeah. Like that's like lads, that's going back years now. That's going back I what, like seven years? If not. Oh before.
1: easy. Yeah, yeah. easy.
0: And I loved that song. That is very much kind of like my kind of music in terms of like raw vocals, guitar, very atmospheric. I mm-hmm. thought it was a beautiful song. It,
1: it It is a beautiful song. The harmonies and everything in it. It's gorgeous. It's haunting is the word I would use for that.
0: Yes. Really haunting. And would love for kind of more of that type of music. But I know that she has evolved from that period of her life. And that's totally fair. But it did suit the film To The Ground. And was just it was a great song. So Alex, let's trade. What would be one of yours?
1: Oh, oh, an interesting way of doing this. Okay, so my, oh, see, I have four. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'll. He was so specific about three. (laughs) 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 So I feel like I also kind of have an order. No, I don't really, or do I? Okay, I'm gonna leave my top two for like they're kind of unequal parts for me. So if I had to say one that I really love is Dear John. It's on the Speak Now album. It's like five minutes long. It's about John Mayer. It's autobiographical, which is obviously when Taylor is in her kind of most powerful state, I think, as a songwriter. And it basically kind of talks about how she like gets herself out of that toxic relationship and how much of a dick he was. But it's gorgeous. It's really heartfelt. And I obviously would recommend anyone who hasn't heard it yet to go and listen to it. And that's the type of thing when we talk about lyrics and songwriting ability, it's songs like Dear John that just show Taylor to be on a level that very few other artists are on. So
0: I'm not surprised by that. I was wondering would I like rank Dear John myself? It's, it's not a song that I've connected to as much, but I, kind of coming from your direction, I had wondered, would it be there? i mm-hmm. questioned. Well, That's it's so there. Interesting. It's interesting. there in my,
1: in my like, last spot. Like it's just, it's eked its way in.
0: Yeah, it did. It, it, it peaked. Mm -hmm. so then my second one and if this isn't on your list i'm actually going to be very surprised oh no because i'm next to positive it is okay i'm like 90 percent certain here so my second song is style which has to be one of the jewels in her crown to be perfectly honest like that was a great song even though everybody knows who that song was about Everybody knows his surname is practically in the title. <laughs> but it was because that was one thing about Taylor for a while that I, I, I found that sometimes with her songs, say, for instance, Dear John. There's a couple of other ones I think that she's peppered in there about like autobi- autobiographical stuff to do with her relationships. Sometimes I thought that maybe it comes across a little bit spiteful. I know that so many songwriters include stuff to do with their romantic relationships. At the time, I was like, eh. but no, style, style is a bop and
1: it isn't spiteful so big fan yes i would agree i well i would agree style is one of the greatest songs of all time it is of course in my top three Taylor songs is in my top three oh like it's literally would be in my top three songs of all time that's the one i have tied with my another song for my number one spot style is everything that taylor oh even just the start the intro the little it's so good everything about it is perfect the, I remember that was initially released as a snippet on um, a Target ad. And so we had heard that it's from 1989. I think it's track four, maybe five, on 1989. And we had heard Welcome to New York, I think, at that stage. And also, no, I lied. Not Welcome to New York. We had heard Blank Space. And what's the lead single from 1989? Oh my God, I've gone blank. Uh, oh anyway, the lead single. No, that's gonna annoy me. That I don't figure out. If no, you just give on. me like give twenty me... seconds, I'll figure it. Yeah. I know I will. Blank space.
0: Hold
1: on. Oh my god. No, Why actually, the
0: second one. Hold on. The, the second one?
1: single. The first single was. Hold
0: on, I'm on it. Hold on. Oh!
1: I don't. Even, I don't even want you to tell me. I want to figure it out myself. Okay. Fine. Oh. No, I know. I. Oh I know my I know god. I know you're it. gonna be so mad. No, I know. I know it, and I know I, I like so it. Mad. No, I know I like it. Oh god. Blank space. You're gonna be single. so mad. And then. It's a, it's. Oh, um, sorry. Shake it off. Took me a while. I was like, I know. (laughs) I was like, what is it? So you had shake it off, which is kind of this basic party bop, and then blank space is obviously like this ten out of ten. Like as far as like a pop song goes, it ticks all those boxes. And we heard this thirty second snippet of style on this target ad, and everyone was like, holy fucking shit, that's the song. And it came out, and it was indeed that song. So yes, style is there. So then, my number three, I guess, coming a little bit more relevant off the last album, Reputation, is Delicate. I think Delicate is a gorgeous, gorgeous song. I think anyone who listens to Delicate, I think it's almost impossible to not like it. It's everything about it is it's endearing, it's sweet, it's chill, it's oh, it's almost perfect.
0: It's a nice song, definitely. It, it wouldn't be in my trifecta personally, just because. I don't know. It just it never really grabbed me. No, I did find the video kind of strange, to be perfectly honest. I didn't find it kind of fit with what she was. Maybe it did. I don't know. It didn't it didn't really gel for me, but it is a very nice song. And I can understand why fans in particular really attach themselves to it, because it is it is a very sweet song and it is very endearing. So I can see why it's a fan favorite, but it wouldn't be a Laura favorite.
1: Perfect. So now I know you haven't done them in any order, but I want to hear your number one.
0: My number one, and I think that this is actually probably my proper number one, because this I think is her only song in the past five years anyway, that I would listen to. I have this tendency, guys, when I listen to music, I tend to put things on repeat and I will listen to that one song for like several days. It's both, both an annoying thing about me and a great thing about me, we'll say. So I have like songs I will listen to for days on end on repeat and this I think is her only song that I've ever done that with are you ready for it Al
1: yeah I'm ready I'm so excited
0: Out of the Woods it's a. oh
1: we love Out of the Woods song. it is a yeah, brilliant song yeah. lyrics
0: fantastic rhythm and beat brilliant vocals vi- so, like surprised by how good like because you know that part that she gets to it's like um, um where she just that big and I remember
1: and I- yeah sorry yeah. i was gonna like do Alex. Like, we are recording here <laughs>
0: but, yes th- like that part like iconic so for me that is an absolute banger
1: banger you should actually listen to her do it live when she did it live in the last tour she started really like really singing it now sometimes she doesn't hit the note but it's still like as it, i'll tag you in later it's and everyone else should watch too. it's a real like she just goes for it and it makes that song even better because you can kind of she kind of like lets go of the like kind of her like rest- like she just like all those restrictions she just like fucks them off yeah good choice for number one I'm actually proud of you I thought you might come out and be like my favourite song is 22 yeah 22 <laughs> so it's really good like no that's not what we're here for but I'm proud of you Yeah, that's good that's a good and well-rounded top three yeah very proud
0: thank you very much dad
1: although you have missed the most important song in Taylor Swift's entire discography and I'm talking about all too well which is frankly the best song that Taylor Swift has ever written has ever recorded and has ever performed live and there is no ifs ands and buts it is it it's all about it it's sad it's happy it's amazing it's oh it's literally it is the perfect Taylor Swift song
0: I won't lie I don't think I've ever heard that before well
1: Laura I feel like this is a good place for us to kind of put our wrapping bow up I want you to listen to that song and I am following up with you in the next episode
0: Okay, fab. I'll do that. I will happily do that.
1: Yeah, because it is genuinely, utterly spellbinding. And that's what I want from Taylor. And that's why I stand Taylor so much. In one individual song, that's the song.
0: Okay, interesting. Very good. I will keep that in mind, sir.
1: Perfect. So guys, I feel like we can wrap up there, Laura. How are you feeling?
0: I'm happy about that. I feel that we have addressed many things and we have left left a few questions there for you guys to answer yourself
1: yes and i think that's taylor ticked off you know always going to get a reaction of everyone taylor swift so we're happy to be included in those kind of reactions i feel like you can really and hopefully this has just inspired you guys to maybe go and listen to some of the stuff that you haven't heard before if at the very least you know give the new video a listen and a watch and for you know at the very minimum it's suggesting and you know providing a really good message for people everywhere so that's a good thing too
0: absolutely And guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode because, to be honest, we got this great feedback from a listener where they had asked us to do like an evolution of pop music from the Beatles to Rihanna. So when we were kind of thinking about that, we're like, oh, could we do a special episode? That could be fun. We started thinking, oh, why don't we start doing, you know, bi-weekly or like once a month specials where we address either our favorite pop star or our favorite someone or other so this is the beginning of like a mini series within the podcast so let us know if you liked this and if you want us to do another pop star in particular to break down because I think I'll, I think this was fun
1: yeah and literally anyone now if it's someone bad I will tell you that no that's not gonna happen but <laughs> come at me with your suggestions on who you want us to discuss if it's a pop music thing like I can talk all day and I hope you guys enjoyed it and like I think it's I think we're might be onto a winner here
0: I think so. I think this is going to be whatever the Grammys of the podcast world is. The streamies or the, no, that's YouTube. I don't know. We're on to something, guys. We're on
1: to something, guys.
0: So that's it for this week, guys. Thank you for listening. We always appreciate your support and we will see you soon.